When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. <laughs> I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want. You're the one I trust. What's Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 117. We are live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, your home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So please give us a follow on social media, subscribe to that YouTube channel, click the bell for notifications so you never miss a show. And of course you can download the audio versions at the usual podcast and radio platforms just search ace podcast nation and you'll see over 380 shows and of uh, of course if you want to keep it purely football you follow at ac footy show on all social media and uh, that'll just be the football stuff but just as we do wait uh, wait for some people to join us in the uh, various platforms and chats a big thank you to black diamond sports as ever 
for all their support around the show. They're making some big moves lately, signing some exceptional young talents to their brand, which is uh, really impressive, and some sponsorship deals as well. Been very, very impressed with what they're doing lately. Uh, so keep an eye on them for sure. You can visit their social media pages and, of course, their website. Links to which are in the description below and at the closing credits at the end of the show. But uh, today's sponsor, Bespoke Financial. As ever, we are very, very proud to partner with such a brand, Bespoke Financial. And uh, Darren Ralston particularly is giving away a free will worth £140 with any new policy which is taken out. So please check him out and uh, give him a call. Don't miss out on what is an incredible offer. And, of course, looked after Andy for many years with various policies. But uh, most of all, they provide award-winning service. And uh, we are very proud to partner with them. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. If you would like any more information from whether it be Darren's phone number or any further information, I'm sure Andy would answer any questions. And uh, so I will as well. And uh, we'll probably have a little ad from them a bit later in the show as well. But uh, with no further ado... Let's join the man with the plan, the co-host with the most, the fox in the box, still the king of the Millennium Stadium. He is getting ready to come back and take the over-40s league by storm. Ex-Middlesbrough and Cardiff City striker, Davy Jones' favourite son, Mr Andy Campbell. Welcome, my friend. How are you? Good evening. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm not bad. It's been a, been a good week. Um getting back a little bit back to normal, hopefully seeing a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Um, a mixed week with the football, some good and bad for, for my team, some excellent, some not so good. Um, and then also some, some sad news as well, so um, obviously I would like to start with that. So um, all the Middlesbrough fans who uh, who follow the show, and football fans, Leeds fans, Scotland fans, um, that Gordon McQueen was diagnosed with uh, dementia on, um, I think it was in January, but the, pe- the, the family announced it. Um, this week and uh, it broke my heart because uh, Gordon was uh, Gordon was like a dad to me. Gordon was my reserve team manager at Middlesbrough when I was sixteen, and um, he um, he gave me everything I needed and more. He was uh, he was fantastic. The whole family was, and um, I've seen him a couple of years ago, and he and he wasn't great then with uh, with certain illnesses and things, and and now this just um, it's just uh, it's like the final straw. You know, it's 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 awful and. Something side that we spoke about at length, and um, and we tried to find um, ways around it, and it just seems to be that kind of ge- that generation of players is being affected by it, and um, I, I don't know why. I don't know if it was the size of the balls, how heavy it was, etc., and um, the amount of gain. I don't know, you know what I mean. But it's such a shame, and uh, my thoughts and love from the show, from myself, and and from just, it goes it goes to Gordon and his family, his daughters, his son, his, his wife, and all the rest of the family because uh, they're lovely people. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. It's it's, um, it's one of those, isn't it? It's got, I mean, it's my opinion with no uh, medical training and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I've read some research studies and whatever, but I've got no, uh, you know, no training or what not to to be able to say it. But I think the balls, and not just the weight of the balls, but the 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 way they used to absorb water, um, has to have a massive massive amount to do with it those players yeah. from you know that generation um it's just one of those things unfortunately i think it's not uh, he's not going to be the 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 last one from that no. generation and no, i totally agree people are sort of saying the same thing um yeah it's, uh, yeah it's, i i hate talking about um something so sad like but i feel that we wouldn't be doing our job um 
if we didn't talk about it um, and we mm. didn't talk about these things. Um, yeah. Just wanted to check. I just saw someone say, "Am, am I a bit quiet?" Um, so if no, I am, not, not to me. Let me know in the let me know in the chat. It shouldn't be, but I'll uh, I'll turn the volume up a little bit anyway. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things we talked about it only a couple of shows ago, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it, yes. Uh, well, obviously, we talked to it about uh, with Charlie Barnes as well. Obviously, a young player. Yeah. Uh, in detail. Yeah, it is sad because it, it it's got to be it's got to be at the forefront of a player's mind. You know what I mean? It's got to be it's got to be on the on the, on the mind of defenders heading the ball all the time. Those big centre forwards who head the ball and and, and get knocks and, and 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 head injuries and things. You know what I mean? I was I was quite lucky when I played that. I was terrible in the air, so you know what I mean. I was quite lucky that um, that I seemed to avoid all all contact if possible. So you know what I mean? It was. Um, but yeah, but you, sometimes you know about it when you head the ball in a certain way or the or the wrong way, and you get a head injury. It's you don't know what kind of damage you've done, and maybe it's maybe it's regular checks every year. I, I don't know what the I don't know what the answer is. I know that would that would that would cost a lot of money for football clubs. But listen, if it saves lives, then it's worth it every penny. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's uh, at the end of the day, I think it is just about uh, football as a sport putting as much money into. Helping these these ex players and researching why this is happening and what the problem is, um, and sadly, you know, unfortunately, it's too late for, for a lot of footballers. But mm. you know, if we can if we can stop it happening in the future, then that's what we have to do. Um, so yeah, definitely. Um, so right, what we're going to do, mate, we're going to have a couple of tell me whys. Um, I'm going to keep an eye on my volume. And I'm gonna have a little listen back in a minute and just see if it is quiet or not. If if it's, if it's the people, a couple of people are saying it. So, um, okay. okay, let's have a look. Tell me why. Tell me why, Andy. So it's not going to be too difficult for you, mate, today. I don't think, but we'll see. I say that we'll see. Yeah. Tell me why. Tricky. Tell me why, number one. Nice and easy to start, as always, mate. Uh, how has Jordan Henderson gone from a laughing stock to a huge blow as he's out for 10 weeks when he was uh, he's Liverpool's star centre-back? Um, and your time starts now, my friend. Um, I feel really sorry a little bit for, uh, for 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 Henderson. You know what I mean for Jordan Henderson because for me he was a standout performer. He's lifted the Champions League. He's um, he's been Liverpool's main player in there, and then all of a sudden uh, he gets put in an area in a position which which isn't as comfortable for him. Um, it's it's a totally different area for um, for for a, for a midfield player. You know what I mean? The tackling is different. The position's different. He's he's been caught out a little bit and. Um, and he's obviously picked an injury from uh, from overstretching, from what I saw, you know. And it was it was it was innocuous. It was a, a kind of injury which which sometimes can be avoided. And I, I, I feel really sorry for him because he was managing midfield really well. He was dominating games, and um, and now he's going to miss ten weeks of football, which you know we will have a potential impact on Euro in the summer, which uh, which won't yes. be very good for him personally. Yes, it will. I wasn't smiling at that. I was smiling at Garin's, uh, Gavin's comment. And I, you, you hit the nail on the head there, mate, pretty much, uh, for your 60 seconds. But, yeah, look, it, it will surprise you to know that over the years I've mocked Jordan Henderson 
because uh, as you know, I don't normally do that to Liverpool players. Um, but you can't deny his importance to Liverpool's side. Mm. And you can't deny that without him, they don't look the same team. It puzzles me because I don't think he's uh, a phenomenally great footballer. He's a good footballer. I don't think he's a world-class footballer yeah. but for some reason. And you get players like that. Darren Fletcher yeah. was very similar for Man United years ago, mm. who were not world-class talent-wise. They mm. just bring the best out of the players around them. And uh, Sometimes, I si. that, that's it. Um, sorry, Sometimes, yeah, si, you want to be a, you want to be a seven out of ten, eight out of ten. I'd rather be seven, eight out of ten week in, week out than be ten one week or five the next. Do you know what I mean? It's about consistency. And that's what he's got. He's brought to his game anyway. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Uh, Reese there says he's matured into a leader more than anything. He could have a bad game, but you can see him commanding the middle of the pitch. Also, when he first signed, he was more of an attack-minded midfielder. Now he's mm. much more defensive. Um, I agree. will say, uh, I just wanted to welcome uh, Mr. Richie Thomas back. He hasn't yeah, you're Richie. For a while. Yeah, you good lad. I see you back. Yeah. Welcome, my friend. Mm. Um, yeah, Jordan Henderson, mate. It's a strange one, but... Look, yeah, you but I'm just, you I'm, can't fault his you cannot no. fault his impact on that Liverpool side, um, and it, he hasn't had the same impact for England, I don't think. Which I think, no, for me that backs up what I just said. Is sometimes you just get players who bring the best out of certain players in a certain yeah. team. So like for Liverpool, for some reason, whatever that reason, maybe the reasons Klopp but he brings out the best of those players around him. For England, hmm. different manager, different coaches, yeah. different tactics, doesn't quite have the same impact, doesn't quite get as many people uh, playing to the same level. And then... I think it's the way the players well sign. I think it's I think it's the way yeah, that England player doesn't doesn't probably suit him, where the Liverpool, the way that they attack... <laughs> the way that England, the way that Liverpool attack with pace, with Salah, with Mane, you know, I, I think it's such a different way in Europe. It's such, it was such a different way in the Premier League. You know what I mean? They've struggled this year because they haven't got that domination in midfield, and it's, it's coincided with um, with him moving back that that they're not dominating games. Yes, you can talk about Van Dijk as well, other people, but it's um, it's key to. Um, it's key to Liverpool to get him back in certain areas. We talk about uh, round pegs and square holes. You know what I mean? That's just an ideal example. Yeah, 100%. Gavin, who's a Liverpool fan, says that he's overrated, to be honest. Still, uh, no one to replace Stevie G. I know that's going to be hard for any player, though, to be honest. And I think that's fair. I mean, I'm not even getting into Stevie G anyway. Right, there. the next tell me why <laughs> is uh, the Europa League draw today. Uh, the British teams were United versus AC Milan, Rangers versus Slavia Prague, uh, Spurs versus Dynamo Zagreb. And Arsenal versus Olympiacos. I want you to tell, talk to me a bit about those games. I'll give you a little bit of extra information. Obviously, you've got Zlatan will be going back to Manchester United in the second leg. You've got Rangers getting to the last 16 for the second year in a row. You've got, um, and they're also playing the team which knocked Leicester out. And then you've got also Arsenal playing Olympiacos, who knocked them out uh, at the same stage, I believe, last year. Yep. And obviously, Mourinho's under pressure with Zagreb. Zagreb. Mm -hmm. Uh, your 60 seconds start now. Um, I think it's it's a fantastic um, draw for everybody. You know what I mean? You look at the, the Man United AC Milan's the biggest game in world football. You know what I mean? I don't think there's a bigger game 
anywhere in the world. Great for Rangers to get another opportunity against a good side to test themselves. Would have been great to see them against Leicester City and try and, and have a battle of Britain, so to speak. Mm. Um, obviously, Mourinho's got himself a decent draw, getting the away leg out the, out, out, out the way first. And those Tottenham players do seem suited in Europe. I don't know why. I don't know how that works out. Um, um, obviously, Arsenal as well beat Benfica. Um, obviously with a, a very late winner obviously they were going out on away goals until that Olympiacos away first leg give them an opportunity um, but I do believe that the three English clubs will um, get, get through I'm not so sure about Rangers but I think the three English clubs will, will, will get through the next round and I hope they can stay away from each other as long as possible Yeah I think that's fair Ooh, nine seconds to go but I think that's a fair a fair assessment mate um, I'd argue like on paper you'd think United have got the hardest draw because AC Milan historically are the most successful team out of all those teams in Europe. Um, however, Slavia Prague have just beaten Leicester, who Leicester on the last couple of years are one of the best sides in the Premier League. Um, Spurs, like you say, are a little bit up and down. One thing I would say about um, the Rangers is Steven Gerrard, for whatever reason, is getting a tune out of those players and not just like a game here and there or not just domestically they are very very consistent and they have been for the last probably how long Steve Gerrard been there two years three two years, years yeah and I think listen he's, he's, he's doing great and he's getting he's, he's certainly getting a tune and more out of them listen, listen they scored nine goals against um, Antwerp and which is a, a fantastic achievement they let five goals in which is not great but my worry is when they play against a decent side who sets up like uh, like Slavia Prague did against Leicester. Leicester didn't score against them, and Leicester are one of the best teams in the in the Premier League this season. So it'd be difficult for them. I hope they get through, but I just I just think it might be a game too far for them because it's always a team, and I think Sp- Sp- uh, Slavia Prague might be that team who um, who does well. Yeah. So look, there's an interesting comment, and it's I don't say that you know I kind of agree with it. Most decent teams would be flying in that Scottish league. Uh, fair play for them carrying it into Europe, though. And I think there's a thing, isn't there? There's, like, two trails of thought. Is it because because they're constantly winning games in domestic level, does that momentum give you enough going into Europe when you so you're just constantly on that upward curve? Or do people like us give the Scottish League a bad name and maybe they are a bit the Scottish League maybe is a bit of a higher standard than what we give it credit for which one do you reckon? Um, listen the only way we can compare is if they ever came to to, to, to English football and, and, and did it week in week out but they've got to earn the right to do that we've spoke about um, the right way to do it they've got to start at least in the Championship and get promoted to the Premier League they can't mm-hmm. I don't think they can start any lower because they're not going to do it because why would they? Why would they give up European football for two seasons? You know, what I mean, without that carrot at the end of it, they've got it. But it's got. But I see it from everyone's point of view. Why should Sunderland be in League One for years and years and years? And Portsmouth, Ipswich Town, Hull City. You know what I mean? So that you've got that. Um, it's the same thing. But for me, it would kill Scottish football. So you know what I mean? There's there's more negatives will come out of it as well because Scottish football without Rangers and Celtic would not would not we might as well just be nothing. So that'd be that'd be such a shame as well. Indeed, my friend, indeed. So we got um, a lot to talk about on the championship front, mate. Uh, it's been a, a phenomenal week for some clubs. Some of the, some other clubs have got a foot back in after maybe a drop in form, and some are going to the dogs. Um, 
I would like to ask you a question, though, first of all. Uh, I was reading an interesting article on BBC earlier, uh, and it was entitled, A Deal Was Agreed Four Months Ago for Derby County's 60 million takeover, uh, but it's still not complete. Mm. Would that worry you if you were a Derby, Derby fan? Um, it would worry me. I'd still be a little bit excited because it's still on the table, um, but it w- would worry me why it's not getting... why it's why the they're dragging the heels. Are they looking for a cheaper price? Because the longer this goes, you know what I mean, that they might be struggling for money so they can get it on a cheaper price. Normally those kind of things happen because of that. Are they, are they wanting them to go down so they're getting from an even cheaper price so they can um, generate a little bit more money to uh, to have a little bit of success and, and, and hit the ground running, so to speak? Because the championship's a difficult league. You've got to throw money, millions and millions and millions at it to be successful. You know what I mean? Look at Derby in the last couple of seasons have struggled. Um, and, and I still think they're... It, 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 like look at Middlesbrough for example take them that it's a progress you know what I mean they've, 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 they've done okay but then you know what I mean obviously we're going to talk about them later on but it's it's you, you don't overnight become a top side in the championship because of all the money which is involved in from the Premier League sides coming down so for me yes be worried but if that does go through Derby could be a, a force to be reckoned with in the next few seasons I think the one worrying thing about it from Derby's point of view is he's tried he tried to buy Liverpool he uh, failed. He failed to complete a very, very public takeover of Newcastle uh, back in 2019. Mm. Uh, Sheikh Khalid did. Uh, he's obviously related to the. He's a cousin of the Man City owner. Yeah. Um, he's already said he wouldn't be spending the same level of money that his cousin does. But look, Mel Morris, who is like in charge of the current owners, uh, they've spent over 200 million pounds. And haven't got promoted. No, a lot of money, um, and I just would be worried until it's taken over. You've got to be worried that look, he's gone from Liverpool to Newcastle to big clubs from the sort of north north of England to 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 a Championship club. Like it's very clear he wants to be a football owner. Yeah, but beside all that, the amount of money he's got elsewhere. Yeah, the amount of money he's got and this fit and proper person test should keep these bids and these deals anonymous Private. until that, until they're done. Because for, for 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 Derby, you know what I mean. I think it's embarrassing for them that that their owner has tried to buy three clubs already. I think it's embarrassing. You know what I mean that he's failed. You know what I mean that they're the fourth choice basically. You know what I mean they weren't his first choice. And and as a Derby fan, is he going in there with the right intentions? Is he going to go there? You know what I mean and 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 put and put the things in place that that they need in place. You know what I mean. That's a, a strong foundations. That's um, a youth team set up, which is going to leave them in it with a legacy. Because listen, owners get bored as well. You know what I mean. There's only probably um, Sheikh Mansour at Man City and uh, Roman Abramovich um, who hasn't got bored in recent years. You know what I mean. So other people seem to get bored and and pull the money and go down a different route and then. Then have a little, have a little venture again. And I'll use Mike Ashley as an example. You know what I mean? He's dipped his toe in and out. Um, West Ham have spent years, and then, but then they've held it back, and then they go back in again. Um, Tottenham, same thing again. Yes, new stadiums and the Arsenal. You know what I mean? But teams just want a little bit of consistency. They want, they want the truth. They want honesty, transparency, and um, and you know, what I mean? I'm really lucky. You know, I'm being a Middlesbrough fan, ex-player. That they've got the best chairman in the world who who, who says what it is. If he's if he's going to spend money, he says it. If he's not going to spend money, he says he can't afford it. He can't afford it. So you know, you know exactly where you, where you stand. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Uh, Craig, as ever, makes a, a really interesting comment, um, which I'd like your opinion on. He says, um, uh, 
sorry, wrong one, Colin. Um, he says, uh, the worry for Derby, if delayed and they failed financial fair play, or are they waiting for the rules to change? Um, well, by the rumours I, I, I hear and reading reading up on it, and obviously Middlesbrough complained about Derby, about the FIFA, FIFA fair play and financial fair play rules. Um, this Wayne, Wayne Rooney saga just, 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 just carries on going because, you know what I mean, that, that, that's how it all started. Steve Gibson complained about Derby, that they were... Um, Struggling away, trying to bring players in on a on a on a small budget when they go and bring in a, a player ex England and national from the MLS. And listen, if they do fail it, um, then the club's going to need rescuing because they're going to go to the wall, and someone's then going to buy them for very cheap. So is that why they're holding out because they know something's coming? You know, I mean, there's there's always a, a story behind and a reason behind. And if that is that's if that that's going to rumble on, then uh, maybe people are cleverer than what we uh, give them give them some credit for. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. Um, can people let me know if my volume is better or worse than it was at the start of the show? I just, uh, just so I know. Basically, don't really know why it's happening, but there we go. Um, all right, uh, mate. Let's get into the the championship table. As ever, we will start at the bottom and work our way up, uh, which means we start as ever. Unfortunately, it feels like we start with them every week, and I think we probably have for the last few shows. Uh, Wickham Wanderers had a, an interesting week. Um, yeah, listen, we, we, we always knew, didn't we, that it was going to be a difficult one um, for Gareth taking over um, in the Championship his first season. But 23 points, they've done OK. You know what I mean? They've got four points in a week. Um, obviously, Drew against Millwall away, which I thought was a fantastic result. They haven't kept many clean sheets. And then they beat Reading at home. You know what I mean? So, that, for, for, for Wickham's standards, an absolutely amazing week. But the problem is, they haven't had the consistency and they haven't done it enough to give themselves an opportunity to um, to stay where they are, so um, I think it might be a little bit too little, too late. Um, you know what I mean? Because they're still uh, yes, they've got one game in hand over Birmingham, who are falling like a stone, but they're still eight points behind, which is a is a big ask with uh, not so many games to go. Yeah, it's a good week for them, mate, um, because they've you know they have had a, a, a problematic time of late, um, but I think it's a you know four points from. From two games, um, particularly, I think you know Reading is a big one, isn't it? To to be able to pull that victory off, uh, a point away at Millwall is not the worst result either. So, no, fabulous. I think they'll be very happy with that uh, in terms of a week's work. Next up, Sheffield Wednesday. A terrible week. Um, obviously, a, a loss against Birmingham City, which I didn't foresee coming. Uh, brilliant for Aitor clean sheet for them but worrying for Sheffield Wednesday that they haven't won in, they've lost the last three games uh, and then midweek they played Brentford who, who turned everything around and, and beat them quite comfortably 3-0 so worrying for Sheffield Wednesday that they still can't get out of the mess that they're in you know what I mean and we keep saying it week in week out they can't leave it they can't be leaving it this late to get out of it yeah they, yes. I, I, I find it difficult to talk about Sheffield Wednesday mate I've got to be honest because they um, realistically should be some points less than what they are anyway. Well, sorry, if, um, they had, if they had six points less, they'd be down. So that, the only, that's the only positive that I can see at the minute for Sheffield Wednesday fans. They've got to keep going, mate, because if they go down, despite having that six points uh, reinstated, what does that say about those players mm. and their attitude, yeah. I've got to say? Because there's yeah. no way that squad should be going down. No, but then you can look at the owners as well, you know what I mean, because they're, 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 they're changing to change their managers, you know what I mean, giving Tony Pula six games. It's... It's a, it's a mess. It's a mess from top to bottom. And it's really unfortunate because it's a huge football club. 
Indeed. Next up, Derby County. Um, no, it's not. It's Rotherham. Okay. See yourself. Go with Rotherham then. <laughs> Derby, Derby, about nine points clear. I don't know. Right. Maybe I was <laughs> Out of date table. Right. Um, it just says Cardiff at top of the league by 10 points. <laughs> That's true then. Let's, let's go with that. Um, uh, Rotherham, 2 1 0 defeat. 1 against uh, Norwich City um, on Saturday. And then and then the worst one for me, which is which might hit them really badly, was the Nottingham Forest one. Uh, I watched the game live on Sky and I thought, um, for long periods, I thought they did okay, but they just didn't look like scoring. They're not scoring enough goals. They're not affecting the game enough. And. Um, it's worrying times now because I thought they would have been quite safe and um, and 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 be a little bit further afield of the relegation than they are. Indeed, mate. It seems why I fixed my sound issue. I would, I think one of my uh, my kids might have turned down all my settings. But we're back. We're back. Uh, next up, Birmingham City, my friend. Um, yeah, mixed week. Uh, one win and one draw, but uh, one win and one uh, one defeat. Sorry, but to beat Sheffield Wednesday away was a fantastic result. Clean sheet, will it give them confidence? And then they play Norwich City. Listen, it was always going to be a difficult one. It's a free game for me. Go and try and win it. Which they went for it. Um, they had a go. They got caught on the break a couple of times, and uh, and uh, it's no disgrace losing to Norwich City at the minute because they're, uh, they're well probably behind Cardiff City, the inform second inform team in the league. So um, a decent result for Norwich, but yeah, Birmingham just need to try and squeeze some three points or one points out because they're in desperate need yeah I think so mate they, um, they've quietly been I think improving I'd say is a fair assessment they haven't been quite flying but they've been improving um, and maybe some of the results haven't gone their way but they have been uh, <clears throat> haven't been sorry have been improving uh, overall um, next up is Coventry, obviously a mixed mixed week where yeah, they beat, beat Brentford and then lost to them. Yeah, I think it's a good week. Listen, they hadn't won for seven games, so to, to beat probably the, the, the best football inside uh, in the league, the most intact inside, to keep a clean sheet and win 2-0, I think it's a really good game. And the Swans against a free game, like I just said, sometimes you get them. Um, and to only lose 1-0, which was a late goal as well, I think uh, fair play to Coventry. I think they've... Um, Hopefully they can turn things around because Mark Robbins has, has done a fabulous job. Yes, indeed, mate, he has. Um, next up is Huddersfield, and you just mentioned Swansea. Um, Huddersfield hammered uh, them 4-1 yeah. on Saturday mm. and then lost to Derby County 2-0. Yeah. You know, you just can't work it out, Sam. You know, I've I, I seen a highlight of the Huddersfield game. They absolutely walloped them. They, they, they missed chances as well. Could have been a lot more. Um Fraser Campbell. There was a, a video that I retweeted on social media from my own personal account. Uh, it was a Swansea fan watching the game, and he was he was nearly crying about Fraser Campbell getting the goal. And it really cheered me up. It was just uh, it made my Saturday night. But uh, Huddersfield fully deserved the, the result, and uh, Swansea have got to be much better, much better than that if they want to uh, get to the Premier League because the Championship doesn't doesn't feel safe for anybody at the minute. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, it seems like it's uh, worse than ever for unpredictability because. I expected Huddersfield to, to go on and probably get a res- at least a draw against Derby County, and Derby County pretty much outplayed them on uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Like it was a convincing two 0 victory, yeah. um, and Agreed. Derby haven't been in you know the best of form. They are coming off the back of a loss themselves. Obviously, the, before that they'd had a couple of wins, um, and we move on to Derby next actually. So that takes us in nicely, almost like I know what I'm doing. 
Yeah, listen, a, a, a difficult week, obviously, with the start. They played Watford um, on Friday night, got beat, got beat 2-1, but then obviously they needed a reaction and he got that against Huddersfield and, and, and he outplayed them. And uh, Wayne Rooney's done all right, you know what I mean? He's, 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 he's winning two or three on the bounce and he's losing one and he's picking the players back up and he's winning again a couple of games and then they're losing one. He's winning He's winning more games than he's not. So uh, they'll they'll be OK, Derby. Um, the, the, there's a little bit of a gap between them and uh, Rotherham at the minute, but I believe they'll... They'll win a few more games from now to the end of the season. Uh, absolutely the right decision to put Wayne Rooney as the sole manager after that first game where they had three of them in charge. Because yeah, 100%. Since, since they did that, they, they haven't looked back. You know, Yes, of course, you're going you're gonna to lose football matches in the Championship. It's just the way the league is. But overall, since he's been in charge, I think he's doing a very, very good job. Yeah, um, I agree. Next up is Luton Town. Um, a difficult week. week. Only the yeah. Yeah, difficult week. Uh, got heavily beaten at Stoke, which um, on paper probably you, you, you fully expected. But I think uh, Luton have really achieved quite a lot this season. I think they'll be disappointed with the way that they played. Um, drew with Millwall through the week, which uh, Millwall have picked up as well. So it's um, you just got to try and churn as many points as, as, as you can, side because Luton don't want to get dragged into it. They've had a fantastic season so far, but if they go on a bad run, they can quickly be dragged into it. And they can't afford to be dragged into that. Yeah, 100%, mate. Uh, next up, Nottingham Forest. Six oh. points, 2-1-0 victory. Yeah. Two clean sheets. They're starting to get up a bit of steam. Yeah, Chris Hewton's done a... Um, he's done an amazing job, side. You know what I mean? In, in, in Probably since he signed Glenn Murray. I think he's leading the line. He's he's, he's enjoying his football. Yes, he's not scoring the scoring the goals that, 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 that the Adam Armstrong scoring, for example, and scoring, they're going to score 30 goals. But an experienced player is good in the dressing room. He gets players going. It's, it helps with communication and... And uh, Chris Hewton's re- reaping the rewards at the minute, and he's turned their fortunes around because they they could have been doomed with the uh, with the uh, with a with a negative um, transfer window. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. It's uh, it's so fascinating watching Forest get a bit of a momentum going because they looked. It's just taken them so long, hasn't it? And we talked a lot mm. at the start of the season about the 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 impact of missing out on the playoffs on the last day, almost with the like the last kick of the game, if you like. So, psychologically, it took those players a long time to get over that, for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. And now they are getting a bit of steam together. I know they lost to Swansea a couple of weeks ago, but either side of that, they've been doing very well. And um, it'd be interesting how, how far they can take that momentum, because they've got a good championship squad. And like you mentioned, they have some uh, real good experienced players. Uh, another team with a good squad who should be doing better is Blackburn Rovers, and they've uh, just they don't know what is going on. Their manager must be in tr- he's got to be in trouble, mate. Yeah, I, I I agree. Listen, Tony's one of my heroes. Um, I love, bounce, love, no? love Tony Morby. Yeah, he's, he's he's an amazing person. But yeah, he's really struggling. They've lost five in the bounce. Got beat by Nottingham Forest. Lost by what? Lost against Watford at home and. Um, yes, they are scoring goals. Adam Armstrong scoring, bringing them into games, but they're letting too many goals in. You know what I mean? And and, and for me, they're underachieving. You know what I mean? We spoke that on on paper they've got some amazing footballers. They've got some very good championship footballers, but the league table doesn't lie. They're stuck in fifteenth place for a reason, and uh, they need to um, they need to pick themselves up sharpish. Indeed, mate. Uh, Preston North End. Uh, Preston uh, obviously lost to Cardiff. Oh, no, they did. no, 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 they didn't. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Lost to Cardiff on Saturday 4-0. Yeah. Um, um, and then the drew 0-0 at home to QPR. Um, 
two games without a goal site. I spoke really highly of, uh, of Preston because I watched him against Middlesbrough about a month ago. And um, Scott Sinclair, Barkhausen, obviously they've signed the new centre forward as well. Um, so I, I fully expected them to, to start scoring regular goals. I mean, three games now without a goal, that's, it's alarming for a side like Preston who, who attack the way that they attack. So um, they'll need to um, turn this round sharpish uh, and make sure that, that Chad Evans can, can bring some goals, they can get the ball to Scott Sinclair and, um, and Alex Neal, the manager, can, um, can just have the pressure taken off him a little bit. Yeah, 100%, mate. I like it. It's about the sixth time I've said 100%. I hate it. <laughs> Can't get out of the habit of saying that. I apologise. Um, next up is QPR, mate. Um, obviously, they lost against uh, Bristol City. Uh, Barnsley beat them at home 1 0. Uh, and then Nigel Pearson got the job. His first time um, in charge. He was sat in the stand at Middlesbrough and they were absolutely fantastic. Blew Middlesbrough away after about 15 minutes, scored three goals and defended really well and thoroughly deserved it. Could have been more. Going forward, they were immense. Defensively, they look strong, they look fit, look look hungry. So my question is, why didn't they do it for the previous manager? Um, you know what I mean? So it happens, unfortunately, but uh, Nigel will do a great job. Uh, he's a fantastic person. I, I, he was my captain at Middlesbrough when I was coming through. He's a very good manager. He should have still been the Watford manager, in my opinion. He should never have got the sack. Um, he did a great job at Leicester. If he didn't... Um, have a got reporters about having been an ostrich. He still might be a manager at Leicester, so you just never know. Listen, it's about the right place at the right time. So he's a he's he's a right fit for Bristol City. I feel. Yes, indeed. My tables, well, yeah, my web browser's just crashed. Uh, who is next? Uh, uh, Millwall. Millwall. Millwall yeah, Millwall. Mixed, very mixed week. Um, two nil nil. Uh, two uh, two draws. One nil nil. One one uh, one one. Wickham at home. Nil nil. Luton Town away. One all. I think they should be looking at at least three points, um, if not four, out of those two games. But saying that, they're unbeaten in uh, nine games. So um, Gary Rowell's doing something right. He's turning the fortunes around because he had a, a really sloppy start of the season. And um, he'd be pleased at the minute that they're not shipping as many goals in the world at the start. But also concerned that they're not scoring as many goals as they should be. Yeah, that's their one problem at the moment, isn't it? It's, it's getting the goals yeah. uh, from an attacking point of view. But I think Gary Rowett's doing it. Very good job. He's really yeah, he is. Yeah, totally agree. For Millwall. Um, next up, Stoke City, mate. Stoke City. Yeah, listen, they're going to beat uh, Luton Town quite comfortably, three um, 0 uh, and then lose against against Barnsley away from home. And this Barnsley have turned things around. Yes, they have. But the size of Stoke City. Nick Powell on Saturday was immense with um, the two goals. Uh, we all know how undoubted ability he's got. He's uh, he's an excellent footballer, uh, but. When they go to Barnsley, they've got to do better. They've got to have the consistency of the game. We know, Si, how important the six, six, the six points out of two games is at this, at this point of the season because the league table changes daily at the minute. Oh, yes. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. Uh, Middlesbrough, mate, what's going on? They're falling off a cliff. Yeah, well, they're listen, sat, yeah, Saturday they were excellent against, uh, against Reading. Um, and then I went to the Bristol City game thinking... Watched it on TV, thinking they were going to uh, going to wipe the floor with them, just uh, just just coast away, and then look forward to the next few games. But Bristol City blew them away. I don't know if it was a bit overconfident, wrong team selection, uh, but obviously with a with a mammoth game coming at the weekend, it's uh, it's going to be difficult. And I, I've always said, Si, that Middlesbrough won't get in the playoffs, and that's not me yes. being negative. I've said it's progression from last season and where they are now to where they were where they finished on the last day of last season. They've had an unbelievable season and the credit should go to the manager and the players. They've been brilliant, absolutely fantastic and they should be proud of what they've done. And next year I expect more, which is playoffs. So it's it's about progressing every season. Yes, indeedy, mate. And speaking of progress, 
uh, the next team we're going to talk about has progressed exceptionally well up the league and they are uh, they've flown for lack of a better term up to eighth in the league and that's Barnsley got some cracking young players by the way yeah. uh, Callum Styles uh, in particular has been absolutely immense uh, for them but they keep doing the same they keep doing it they keep on um, unearthing this uh, talented footballer and then sell him on and then bring another one through they've won four on the belt They've beaten Brentford, they've beaten Blackburn, they've beaten Bristol City, they've beaten Stoke. You know what I mean? To beat Bristol City away and then Stoke at home, two clean sheets, um, is absolutely fantastic. So it's um, it's it's a brilliant opportunity for them to get in the playoffs. I'm not sure if it'll be a little bit too far, but what a season they've had because they should have got relegated last season, Si, and they escaped by the skin of their teeth and look where they are now. So they should be absolutely super proud of, of, of the performances because you've got to remember, they've lost their best player. Their best player, Sam for Stoke City. You know what I mean. So it's 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 even more credit for um, for for the football club and the manager and, and the fans and the players. So well, a massive well done. Yeah, we had also discussed the importance of them not relying too heavily on um, Cody Woodrow's goals, and I think they've addressed that. Like with some of the young yeah. uh, attacking players they got, like I mentioned, Styles out on the wing, um, but also Morris, uh, Callum Morris, I think it is. Is it Callum Morris? I forget his first name. But um, Morris out on the on the wing has been doing real well. Uh, yeah, C- Carlton Morris, not Car- Carlton Morris. Yeah. Morris sorry, um, been very very good, mate. Uh, it's uh, been an impressive little run from them. But we 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 said all the way back at the start of last season that when they, you know, we said if they would keep clean sheets, they'll do very well because they'll always score goals. Oh, um, the amount of chances they create. And so they str- last scary. year they struggled to keep clean scary. sheets. Yeah. This year they've addressed that and look where they are. That's oh, scary side. I've never known a side in the championship create as many chances as, and have shots a goal like they have. It's absolutely madness. It's madness. Indeed, mate. Uh, Bournemouth. Uh, yeah, terrible, terrible. Yeah, them, ter- terrible week. Two defeats. Two, two, one uh, defeats. Um, obviously, Jonathan Woodgate got, got the job, um, and then uh, and then he's had a really bad week. So it's uh, it's it'll be. It'll be. It'll test his nerve. It'll test the club's nerve. Obviously, they've got uh, two difficult games coming up as well. They play Watford at home on Saturday, um, and then they play Bristol City away, and then Preston away. So that, and then, then Barnsley at home, and then Swansea at home. So they're in a. They've got a real, real tough, uh, tough running, which is good news for everybody around them. You know what I mean? Because it gives everybody a, an opportunity to um, to to um, to probably take a breath and lose some points because people can't keep on the run that they're going. You know what I mean? I know we're going to talk about certain teams now, but. Uh, dreadful week for Bournemouth. They need to address that straight away, and I'm sure Jonathan will get will uh, will want to do that straight away. Yeah, and I think with regards to the Cardiff game, Cardiff uh, were very good. They closed down Bournemouth. They worked harder than they worked but harder. When than you're them. if you if you two 0 down after half hour, it's always going to be an uphill struggle in the championship. Yeah. Um, and I think that was basically it. Might have been just after half hour, but you know, effectively half hour. Uh, and obviously, we move on to Cardiff next. Uh, Mick McCarthy's flying. I wanted to ask you something before we talk about the games. Uh, he's been linked with the Celtic job today, where Neil Lennon's left Celtic. Now, former Island manager, and also only has a contract with Cardiff City till the end of the year. Would he be interested in managing a Champions League football club? Yes, because listen, he's got to look after himself. Yeah. What I, I've said all along that I, my, my my issue wasn't with Mick McCarthy coming in. My issue was with the six month contract he was getting offered. Yeah. 
Mm. If you want to hire a manager, you give him, him two years or three years. You do not give him six months. Now you're in a position where he's, he's set the world alight. He's done really well. Other clubs are going to notice it and think, right, well, if we offer him a contract now, then he'll join us in the summer. And this is the, this is the worry that, that, that every Cardiff City fan's got. Because all, all Celtic, Celtic need to do... Celtic could pay the money and sign him now. Effectively, yeah, but all, they? Yeah, Celtic aren't going to win the league. All Celtic could do is just put a, put a caretaker manager in place for the rest of the season, see the season out. And Mick McCarthy could be working behind the scenes and doing things. Listen, it's, it's really worrying that. And it's worrying because it's a, it was such a bad, for me, business decision. For me, you've got to give him long. If you, if you weren't keen on him, don't give him the job. But do you know what, mate? If I was Mick McCarthy's agent, I would have had that story in the paper yesterday. And I'd be going to Cardiff City and say, look, Celtic are offering me this big two and a half, three year deal hmm. to sign for them to be their manager. I'm only here till the summer. You're putting me in a difficult position. And by the way, I would have said that if I was Mick McCarthy, while he's on this run, if he's got any intention of wanting the Cardiff job full-time, he's in the perfect position. Because yeah. now, Cardiff have put themselves in a position where they've got to decide now, instead of at the end of the season, if they want to keep Mick McCarthy. Yeah. Whereas... Their reasoning, I'd imagine, for giving him a six-month deal was so they could decide at the end of the season what they want to do. Do you see what the I mean? Problem, yeah, I do, but the problem Cardiff's got now, they've lost, they've lost power. They've lost the power because yes. Mick's done such a good job, he holds all the cards. So if he decides if he decides to hold out till the summer, he'll hold out till the summer because there might be a different job, which might be closer to home or it might be in a different country, which, which, he, wants to, which he wants to look at and, 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 take, and take over. You know I, I mean, think for me, Celtic for... fans would have a similar response to Cardiff City fans had when Mick McCarthy came in, or some of us did, um, in that it feels a bit lacking in ambition and it's the same managers going round and round and getting these jobs. I think they'd be more interested in a Rafa Benitez or someone like this. Hmm. Um, it's all, all, boils down, all, all boils down to finance, though, and... Um, yes. and because Mick was Ireland manager, he is a hero with Celtic he managers. Linked because of to it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I would say there's a worry there, but I do think his his agent is doing his job. And if he didn't put the story in the paper, his agent, then he's not doing his job. Yeah, because that's what agents are there for—is to drum up uh, interest in their clients. Now, mate, on Saturday, Mick McCarthy's Cardiff City tour, notorious bogey team. Uh, Preston North End. That is a quality yep. comment, by the way. Rob Boyle just said John Sheridan's in line for the Celtic job. You love it. You get the Cardiff job. Oh God, could you imagine? Yeah, both by the end of the week. Um, yeah, Cardiff destroyed Preston, and they notoriously, uh, historically, whatever you want to say, Cardiff struggled with Preston. Even oh, at listen, it, up, mate, yeah, yeah, still thinking the comeback's it helps. on. It helps when uh, when you when you when you take the lead after two minutes and you have a solid start and uh, and I thought they dominate the game after that I thought even the first half when they when they didn't get that second goal they should have got it they didn't get it uh, but once that second goal went in I thought they were comfortable even with the penalty well penalties oh, you know what I mean I thought I thought that was a I thought that was a shambles I'll be honest you know what I mean but um, and and what, one one question that I've always asked myself is the lad missed the first penalty which is fine mm-hmm. then they get the other penalty why didn't he just take the second one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think it's disrespectful by the by the player who decides that you're not taking it, I'm taking it, but then yes. you're going to miss anyway. Because 
if you're the designated penalty taker, if you've got a penalty next week, you'll be taking it. So what's the difference if it's five, five seconds later? When that's happened, I think Bruno Fernandes did it actually this season. He missed one, the ref said take it again, and he put the second one away hmm. because he's the penalty taker. Um, yeah. Like for me, when that's when uh, Dylan Phillips saved the second penalty, that killed Preston. That absolutely yeah, killed him. And I feel yeah. like that changed the game, even though you know the score is what it is. Like that just took the wind out of their sails completely because you had the elation of getting a penalty that is missed. <gasps> Even more elation because you get to retake it and then the keeper saves it again and it just took the wind out of their sails. But yeah. Cardiff with a better side by uh, by a long way. There's some, yeah, there's some a, the creating chances. Uh, one, one thing I will say, and, that's, and this is over both games, the way that Cardiff City are dominating set pieces is absolutely scary. Scary the way that he's, um, he's obviously working on them. He's working on filling the box. He's working on hitting the, hitting the right personnel. The movement, uh, the, 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 the set piece itself is, is phenomenal and it's causing so many problems and it's really, really, really starting to bear fruit and just give Cardiff... It's giving them goals. It's, it's, it's killing other teams because they've got, they've got the bigger side. You know what I mean? Defensively and offensively, they've got the bigger side I've ever seen. You know what I mean? In both boxes. So it must be, it must be a nightmare for uh, opposition teams to see. That. For me, the Bournemouth game... They bullied them, absolutely bullied them. The Luton game before that bullied them again. You know, what I mean, in the right areas, in the right way, but they just haven't got the answers to answers to um, to see what's going on. Hundred percent, mate. Uh, by the way, N- uh, NG, what a signing, mate. Yeah, he's been fantastic. Um, needed a right back for about twenty five years, but like to to get a player so uh, so young and and so full of quality, who's just mm. stepped up into the championship with almost ease. Um, and like with the Bournemouth game, I just thought Cardiff outworked them. Um, yeah. I and by the way, uh, I said last week I'm not ready to quite eat humble pie over Mick McCarthy, and I'm not. I will wait until the end of the season before I decide if I was wrong. Uh, one person who I was hundred percent wrong about, and I'm not embarrassed to say, is Kiefer Moore. Uh, he's gone from a two three million pound striker to a he'll be there'll be clubs looking at him in the summer for. 20 25 million from the Premier League just because the amount of goals he scored. Um, mm. any striker who scores that amount of goals in the championship, there'll be clubs looking at him. And uh, it's more for me, playmate, as what yeah. has impressed me as well. It's more for me than that, though. I watched, uh, I watched the second half especially and uh, backs against the wall when the manager was starting to bring centre forwards off. He left Kiefer up front, who probably could have come off. And you know what? He held the ball up, he ran the channels. His work rate is phenomenal. His attitude is is just his selflessness. He's just he he didn't care about being tired. He didn't care that he, he just wanted to get those three points. And and you know what? That's just it's amazing that it's an attitude what you can't buy and you can't teach anybody. You just either have it or you don't. And what a what a footballer. Kelly just made a really good point. Is he plays up front for Wales as well? Can you imagine if he goes to the Euros and Wales get to like the quarterfinals or something and he yeah. scores five goals? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's not out of the question. Like, when you look at the players he's got supplying him compared to the players he's got supplying him for Cardiff, with no disrespect, it's a whole different level, isn't it? You're talking Gareth Bale, Aaron Ramsey, Dan James, and others mm. compared to the Cardiff delivery and stuff. It's different, isn't it? Yeah. But so you don't want you, know, you don't want that to happen though, because um, no, of course if that, if that happens, well, I do because we really want Wales to yeah. yeah to catch twenty to catch twenty two. But I suppose if he's going to go, at least we can get as much money as possible for him. Yeah. Let, let him, as Wales, win the Euros and yeah. he scores 10 goals and then we can get like 50 million for him instead. 
not delusional at all. Right, let's move on. We'll come back to Cardiff if uh, people have got any questions at the end of the year, uh, end of the show. So um, next up, Reading, mate. Uh, up and down, up and down. Um, yeah, they're still in there though. They're still in the playoffs. They've had a, you know, what I mean, they've had a really bad week. They've lost two games, and, and they're still there. Uh, they're still in a, in a really good area, really good position. So fair play to them. Um, you know, they haven't scored in two games. They haven't kept clean sheets. They've lost two games. So they want to turn things around um, against Rotherham tomorrow, and then Blackburn Rovers and Sheffield Wednesday, then Nottingham Forest, and then Birmingham. So the next five games, the teams in and around the bottom five. So they've got an opportunity to um, cement that playoff place. Because you know what? If they don't get in the playoff side, that'll be the biggest travesty ever. Because They've been they've been in there all season. Yeah, Donna just said she'd be gutted if Mick McCarthy, Kiefer Moore, and Harry Wilson <laughs> all left. Cardiff. Jesus, and I thought I was the neg- negative one, Donna. I thought you were Jesus. the pos- thought you were the positive one, and I was the negative one. What's going on here? Yeah. Um, the show, the yeah. show be a morning. The show be a morning for us. Oh life. God, yeah. Can you imagine? Oof, oof. Um, yeah, look. If Reading don't at least make the playoffs, the questions got to be asked because of the way they played the majority of the season. Um, another team who might be asking a few questions, mate, is them, them, them up the road. Uh, yeah, well, obviously, what's it, gone listen, wrong in the last couple of weeks for them. Uh, listen, when you when you when you get beat four one, it's gonna it's gonna affect your confidence. They're not scoring as many goals as as they have done the last three games. They've scored no more than one goal in all three in in three games. So. Um, they need to address that. They need to score more goals, um, and they've been used to doing that. Um, they're still in a very good position. Uh, they play Bristol City tomorrow, um, so which will be a very difficult game, by the way. So it won't be a walkover, which which probably they thought it would have been two weeks ago, with a new manager put in place. Because Bristol City have got a, a new lease of life, and they're, they're looking up to the playoffs rather than looking down to to relegation. So, uh, but the league's so tight. You know what I mean? One point between them, Watford and Brentford, and. Uh, everyone's got to aim for that second place because I know we'll talk about the team uh, Norwich City at the top of the league I can't see anybody catching them the way the form that they're in at the minute but uh, but yes yeah, Swansea have got a couple of games in hand which they need to uh, make sure that they try and pick some points up yeah yeah they need to pick up some points mate um, i got to say they won't be looking forward to that Cardiff game though no they won't be looking to the game tomorrow because um, you know, I mean, they'll see they'll see what happened uh, against Middlesbrough, and they'll see that um, that they ripped them to pieces for in 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 a matter of moments. So it'll be uh, it'll be a, it'll be an interesting one. Yeah, I don't think it's that far off. Right? March fifth, Donna says um, Cardiff play Swansea, so I think uh, that could be a massive game. Like if they keep coming down and Cardiff keep going up. Although someone else, James, just said it's the twentieth, so. It's sometime in March. It's coming up soon, so um, it's going to be a massive game. Yeah. Um, Cardiff have not got a good record in the uh, in the derby of late, which would be the my one concern would be that they end up kind of halting Cardiff's good run by having a derby game. I'd rather not have it. Um, yeah. Okay. So we had Swansea next up Watford. Um, oh, they've had a great, they've had a brilliant week. So they've won the last four games. They beat uh, Derby County, they beat Blackburn Rovers. They're scoring goals. Um, they're entertaining again, and um, yeah, uh, it's a great time to have a good run. You know, I mean, perfect time. You know, especially when um, when what when Norwich are running away with the league at the minute. So that it's important. Pedro's on fire, scoring goals. Um, 
Watford have got an opportunity to catch Norwich, I believe, but they need a few more games like that, like they're doing, and they need to, uh, and they just need to keep dominating the midfield. For me, the signing of the, of the window has got to be uh, Gosling from from Bournemouth. He's been absolutely fantastic, Dan Gosling. And I can't believe that Bournemouth sold him to a rival in the league. Honestly, can't believe it. That's the sort of thing Cardiff would do, mate. Is like I never understand selling to a rival, mm. a play like Dan Gosling's a superb footballer. Yeah, I know. Um, if he went to the Premier League, I, I could understand, mate. but yeah, I don't get it. Bizarre one. Next up is Brentford. Um, a mixed week. Yeah, obviously, I guess for me, two games after I expect them to win against uh, against Sardin down the bottom of the league. To lose a Coventry City two 0 but then turn around against against Sheffield Wednesday, three points is better than no points, I guess. But um, they need to make sure uh, that, the, that they don't lose too many games. Sad, they, they lost three games on the belt before the Sheffield Wednesday game, so they can't afford that to happen again. If they want to get promoted this year, they need the consistent consistently win more games towards the end of the season because I'd love to see Brentford in the Premier League because they've deserved it over the last two years performance-wise. Yeah, 100%. They, um, you know, they were coming off the back of two losses you know, and that's, uh, that could be difficult uh, in the Championship yeah. because the games are so thick and fast that it can be just as easy to get a bad run going as it is a good run going. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Gavin, he was at, Ever- he was at Everton before. Um we move on from Brentford to uh, the, the top of the table, and uh, Norwich City seem to have steadied after a little wobble. Yeah, they've won the last four games. They beat uh, Rotherham on Saturday 1 0. Pookie scored the winner, uh, and then they played Birmingham City away. Pookie scored two, missed a penalty. Another fantastic week. When you've got somebody like that leading the line side, you've, you've got a chance. You know what I mean? They've got subs to burn, they've got defence defenders from Premier League. You know what I mean? They've got a Premier League goalkeeper in Tim Krul. Um, seven points ahead at the minute. It's uh, yeah. I, I I don't. I said I, I called him at the start to get to get promoted. I called him to start to win the league, and and uh, I don't I don't see that changing. I, I think they've got too much going forward to 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 not win enough games to to see them over the line. Indeed, mate. Indeed. Um, okay, let's go up to our, our two ups and two downs. Going to be an interesting one this week, mate, because I think there's a lot of ups to choose from. Mm. Downs are a bit harder. Um, who have you got for your first down, mate? Um, I've gone for Rotherham. Um, I just think they're they're, they're on a bit of a, a bit of a downer uh, as a team. That they've lost two games, didn't score any goals this week. Uh, the last three games they haven't scored a goal. They've lost one nil, and winning becomes a habit, but then losing becomes a habit as well. And and I, and it's a really bad time to start going on a bad run because there's there's, there's too many good teams in the championship to um, to have an impact. And uh, I, I hope they turn it around because it's a nice football club. But you know, I mean, no one feels sorry for you in this league anymore. Absolutely, mate. Uh, my down first down is the Blackburn players. Um, I really feel like they're letting down uh, Tony Mowbray. Uh, that squad should be up in the playoffs at the minimum. And uh, to see the way they're, no, I don't think they're quite uh, where. Who was it last week? We said they down Bristol. Uh, that they down tools. But sometimes I feel like they're not far off. They uh, they doesn't take much. Uh, you know, an early goal or a, or a goal, and they do seem to have difficulty motivating themselves, which I think yeah. is a disgrace. No, I um, agree. I agree. It's great. What about your second second down, mate? Um, I've gone for Chad Evans uh, against Cardiff City uh, for taking that second penalty because I, I think it's um, it's not something I would do. Uh, Paul Gallagher came on just about about an hour. He came on four minutes before he took the first penalty. He missed it. Which happens, but for me, Paul Gallagher is a very good set piece taker. 
And uh, if he's a choosing penalty taker, he takes the first one, second one, third one, fourth one, fifth one. It doesn't matter. He's a penalty taker, corner taker, free kick taker. Don't take it off him because you look stupid when you miss yourself. Yeah, I was uh, I was going to go with um, with that. Uh, but I'd also go with, uh, so we say, i got to think of one on the fly now. i go with um, Swansea, maybe. they. Um, I thought they were pretty piss poor against uh, Huddersfield, I've got to be honest. Yeah. I thought they were bordering on. Uh, I don't want to take the credit away from Huddersfield, though, because I, I was impressed. And there was one particular player, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, who really impressed me. Um, so let's move to the ups. Uh, who is your first up, mate? Um, I've, I've named him before, and I'm going to have to name him again because he had an unbelievable week. And that's, and that's Pookie. Um, he scored the winning goal against Rotherham on Saturday. He scored two in the week, missed a penalty. Would have been an amazing week, scoring a hat trick and four, four goals. But. Um, but yeah, he's 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 single-handedly sent Norwich to back to the top of the league, and he's uh, he's he's a top top goal scorer. You know what I mean? When you've got someone that good side running running your running your uh, centre forward, you you've got an opportunity. You know what I mean? So he was he scored uh, seventeen goals in twenty-eight games this season. That's uh, that's a great return. That's a, that's a striker, mate. He's uh, yeah. he's steadied their wobble, mate. I think most importantly, yeah. they were wobbling, and he's just uh, taking a bit of responsibility and steadied the ship. Uh, so I've gone for the veteran Fraser Campbell of uh, Huddersfield. I thought his performance um, against Swansea City was outstanding, mate. I yeah. really thought like he led from the front. His his work rate, he was bang up for it. Um, he's not uh, he's no spring chicken anymore. But, no. Um, but he led by example, and he got those. He, you know, where a striker just is up for it and they're running around everywhere and he's always been that type of player who runs around a lot but I just thought that his his uh, his attitude was infectious on the other players um, he was clearly whether it was a Cardiff Swansea thing I don't know but he was bang up for it he got the first goal that only added to it and um, I just thought he was outstanding all around great shot great uh, who's, your, who's your second up great. Um. I've gone for Bristol City as a club, um, and that's given credit to the chairman, the owner, the CEO, to bring in Nigel Pearson to put them to the level that, that, that he's going to take them. You know what I mean? For, for Nigel to get that level of performance out from those, that group of players who've underachieved for months and months and months. And I'll use Thomas Callas as an example. Thomas Callas has probably been one of the worst defenders in the league for two months, and he pulled out a performance that I've never seen against Middlesbrough. Um, but he is a Premier League footballer and, you know what I mean, cream always rises. I've always been a firm believer of that. But mm. uh, Nigel Pearson will get some results from Bristol City and if um, if he can uh, get some big results over the next couple of weeks, they might be looking up towards the playoffs because he, Nigel's that good of a manager. Indeed, indeed. Uh, my second app, I can't separate two players. Uh, one is Callum Styles of Barnsley. Thought just a phenomenal week. Uh, he's been very, very good. He just—he's uh, one of those players which I just enjoy watching play football, and he scored a stunning goal uh, midweek as well. And uh, the other one is Dylan Phillips for Cardiff City, the goalkeeper. Um, just because it's one thing to save the first penalty, but to get up and get over the disappointment of having the penalty retaken, yeah, and then save it, and it effectively killed Preston. Yeah, uh, it really did. So I. Got to give it to him because that's two not, great not saves. Easy to do. Two, two, two great saves as well. Yeah, two great saves. And as you know, mate, I got a soft spot for the old goalkeepers. Yeah, but um, I think it's well deserved. So yeah, they might. Uh, I I couldn't separate them, so I went for a, 
a joint one, which is a bit naughty, but there we go. Um, okay, guys, you have got approximately five minutes to send in any questions you want to ask about whatever um, before we finish up. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting week, mate. In championship just never... Never disappoints, does it? No, and it's going to it's going to be interesting tomorrow. Obviously, Middlesbrough play Cardiff City. Neil Warnock. Um, it's um, Cardiff took Middlesbrough the cleaners last year. For me, that was the best performance of the season. Although Josh Murphy was unplayable, um, he's back in the side now. Will he? Um, will he? Will he? Will he put that performance in again at the Riverside? Um, let's see. Uh, Middlesbrough need a reaction. Um, if they play anything like they did against Bristol City, it'll be a one-sided game, and Mick will um, wipe the floor with Neil. Um, so it'll be, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Be an interesting one, but it's a it's a game which for me, both have to win. Um, probably Middlesbrough more so. Uh, Middlesbrough can't afford to lose if they've got aspirations to get in the playoffs. Um, but it's a it's a huge a huge game. But all the games in the championship now just come thick and fast, and they're just as big as each other. Yeah, it's really interesting. A um, couple of things people have said about that. Dylan, uh, Donna says Dylan saved the, the rebound at the first penalty as well as the second penalty, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Uh, score predictions for Cardiff Middlesbrough. Uh, James Costley is going to 3-1 to Cardiff. Let's uh, get that fence ready for Andy to sit on. Oh, listen, um, uh, after, and Donna asked the same question as well. After looking... After watching the games at the weekend, uh, through the week, sorry, um, and knowing what I know and and the way that um, I think Cardiff will win, I think Cardiff will win two one. I'm going to go uh, three one. Is that Middlesbrough or Cardiff? Yeah, Middlesbrough. Uh, three one to Cardiff. Um, okay. What else we got then? Um, Gaz says top six in the championship. Has your predictions changed? Uh, so, what's your what would you on uh, on the current? What would your top? What do you think the top six will be, mate? The end of the season. Uh, well, I've always said I've always said Norwich, so I, I, I don't think I'll change my um, change my tune on them. Uh, I think my my second place is always seems to fluctuate. I'd love to see Brentford get there. Uh, I just don't know if they've got enough. I'd love to. I, I'm, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick my neck out and say Brentford. Um, I've always said that Stoke would get in the playoffs somehow, but I, I just can't see it. Um, I think Watford will be in there definitely. I think Swansea will definitely be in there. I think Cardiff City will definitely be in there. And I've just got a sneaky feeling that that Reading won't be. Um, yeah, I think there'll be there'll be another team. And, and and to be honest, it's got to be Bournemouth. It's got to be Bournemouth for me. It's got to be Bournemouth for me with the, with, the, with the players. But listen, if you've got Watford, Swansea, Cardiff, and Bournemouth in the playoffs, that is. Scary, absolutely scary the amount of quality and, and, and the size of the clubs because only one of them teams can get promoted, which is um, I am. worrying. So I'll open uh, I'll open that question up a little bit to you then. If we go from uh, 14th Nottingham Forest up to 7th Bournemouth, uh, to 8th Barnsley, so we won't include Bournemouth, which one of those clubs do you think has the best chance of making a late run for it? Uh, to get in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, it's a good question. Good question. I'd, I'd, I would, so I'd say Bristol. Or I would have said yeah. I would Bristol, have said Barnsley, Stoke. I would have said I would have said I would have said Stoke, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw an outsider in. I'm gonna go googly, so I'm gonna go Nottingham Forest because I just think um, 
I just think they're only three points behind the Bristol City, so two points behind Bristol City. So it's, mm. it's, if they can get on a on a decent run and and start to pick some 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 points up and uh, and some confidence up, then then they've got a chance, I guess. Yeah, I said Bristol mainly because they've got a new manager who's very experienced. They're going to get a lift from that for a few games, and they've got a massive squad full of championship players. So if he does get that new manager run, they could have a good chance. But um, a Stoke as well, I think. Yeah. There, thereabouts. Uh, Craig says Cameron Jerome had an offer to join Cardiff City on deadline day. Would that have been a good signing? Cameron Jerome, as in ex Cardiff City, Cameron Jerome. Mm. No, no, not yeah. for not for me. No, I don't think so. Either. Not for me. No, I think um, I was I think, a big fan of him back in the day. Listen, but I don't think so. Listen, everyone's got the everyone's got the level. I think he's um, he's happy at MK Dons. He's he's playing when he when he can. He's 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 at a certain age now where uh, where for me I think uh, Cardiff have gone down a different route of of player age. So you know, I mean, there's not many experienced old players in the Cardiff City um, team squad now. So yeah, I just not for me. Don't. Um... You're going to sign Cameron Jerome. They may as well have kept hold of Glatzel as backup. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Subject, yeah, I totally agree. I was a big fan of him when he was at Cardiff. Uh, yeah, he's a good, good, good player, good lad as well. But um, yeah, not a, not a massive fan. Um, let's have a quick uh, quick look at these. See if there's any more questions. Kade, Kade, asked one about Aitor Karanka. Will he be next to go in the summer? Oh, sorry, will he be asked next to go? Uh, he, he beat Tony Mowbray's next. Mate. Yeah, he beat uh, Cade for me. He beat uh, he beat Sheffield Wednesday. So if he if he can if he can keep on winning the odd game, he, he might save himself a job. I, I, yeah, I'm fearing for Tony. Tony's a let. We're talking about two Middlesbrough legends, by the way. And I talk Crank and Tony Mowbray about losing the jobs. I'll be I'll be devastated if any of them, any of those two do. But um, I don't know. I, I don't see any of the teams really struggling enough to. Uh, to sack the managers at this time of the year, apart from the clubs who are the big clubs. Yeah, I agree, mate. Uh, Kelly says, will you be doing a, sh- a Euro show in the summer? It's something we've spoke about. And we say we spoke about doing different things. We spoke about doing another live towards the end of the season. I think the last day of the season, I think, is a, a perfect time. I think, yeah. I think I'd like to do... We've spoke about doing something shorter um, and... Talking about like a roundup in the group stages, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- we will be doing something. Yes, we just haven't worked out the the logistics and um, and how it's all going to work because uh, I don't I don't know. I'd like to do the focus on obviously the England England and Wales and, and and all the other home nations and and stuff and maybe just pick out some good moments. But it's, um, but yeah, we, we we definitely will be doing something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of like the idea of in the group stages doing like a sort of. 10 15 minute roundup thing just each day just me and you just having a chat about the games and what's going on that day where you've got a couple of games and then kind of progress that into a like a weekly show instead of the championship show but like you say we've discussed it we'll definitely be doing stuff we just don't know quite what and where and a final watch along would be great says reese yeah definitely yes indeed and you know what else as well is um there's a good chance that they'll put it up live on YouTube, um, as they've sometimes done in the past when things are on terrestrial TV. If they do that, we can actually have it on screen next to me and Andy as well, yeah. which is also quite uh, quite fun, which you can't always do because of copyright and, and things like that. So uh, that'd be an interesting thing to to keep, uh, keep an eye on. Um, right, got any more questions? Let's have a look. Um, 
Cade says, love this. Won't watch any other football podcasts, me. Uh, as as always, best show. Monday, Friday. I appreciate that, Cade, massively. Thank you. Uh, Rob, Boyle, Rob Boyle asked, um, who's been your young player of the year so far? Um, or Todd, uh, Todd, Todd Cantwell for me, for Norwich City midfielder. I think he's been superb. Energy, quality. I, love, I, think, I think he's amazing. Immense. There's Very talented. A, oh, I've forgotten his name and he's going to bug me. Um, he's on the thumbnail. I've forgotten his name. Um, who's on the thumbnail? Does anyone remember? I look on my picture. I look on my pictures. I look on my picture now. Where uh, am I? The, guy, the one in red. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. Oh, for Nottingham Forest, I can't. I, Alex, I can't. Uh, Alex, 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 Alex Mighton, maybe. Yeah, Alex, yeah. Um, he's been phenomenal. Uh, styles as well of Barnsley, who I mentioned earlier. A couple of the Cardiff youngsters have done quite well. Mark Harris yeah. has done well. I don't know if you could say young player of the season because he hasn't probably played enough games. But even NG, does NG count as a, a young player? Well, that's Cantwell's, Cantwell's 22, so I'd probably say anybody under 23. For me, he's now young. Yeah, so I think um, NG falls into that. Ivan Tony, How old's Ivan Tony? I don't know. He looks, looks, he looks old. Uh, GD Parry says, how would Andy feel about a Wales versus England final? I'd be over the moon. I'd be over the moon. That, that means England would be in the final, so I'd be well happy. That, that would be the result, wouldn't it? Yeah, well happy. Well happy. And then England lift the trophy, so I'll be, be over the moon. <laughs> I don't, I don't, do you know what? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, you know, it, it, would be, it would be the best outcome because it would cause friction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to do a watch-along for that one. No, 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 definitely not. So, um, <laughs> Donna just said, um, in response to Cade's comment about watching another football podcast, uh, Donna says, same, I watched five minutes of one because Sai was on it, gave it a like and felt like a traitor. My like was for Sai and not the podcast. Talking about other podcasts. <laughs> Disgraceful watching another podcast. Even yeah. though I was on it. Um, I actually I've been invited to do another podcast in a studio um, with someone, um, which I should be coming later in this year when the uh, when the uh, the tears and stuff are all back to normal. Hopefully, mate. You know, fingers crossed. We could be in the home stretch now. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. We can uh, we can put these plans into fruition and uh, things that we've been speaking about for a while. Oh, I meant I was excited, 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 excited. <laughs> who, put, who put that comment there, Rob? <laughs> Rob, of course. Cheers, Rob. Disgraceful. But there that, we go. That, right. That'll be a harder game for you, though. That'll be a more difficult game for Wales. That is true. We might lose. So. I think we'd probably beat England. We might not beat Scotland. <laughs> now, uh, guys, thanks as ever for joining us. Appreciate your, your time, your comments, your questions. As always... And uh, Andy, as always, mate, I'm uh, very appreciative of your time. Looking forward to Monday, mate, with uh, yeah. female footballer Tyler Dodds uh, yeah. catching us from Italy. Yeah, Tyler's uh, currently playing in Italy. Um, so really, really looking forward to uh, of, of, of digging deep into, uh, into, into her career, her aspirations of, uh, of where she wants to go. Um, she's a very talented lady, is Tyler. Um, she's a, a professional singer. Uh, as well as a, a, a very talented footballer, if somebody uh, have a look at my social media, uh, have a look at the goals, the goal, the goal I put on. That was in her debut in Italy. Uh, have a look on her social media if you can follow her. Some of her highlights, some of her goals for Middlesbrough, for Sunderland, Phenomenal. for Durham City, 
um, for that for a team in Italy. I'm not going to embarrass myself in trying to pronounce her team in Italy. By the way, I'll let her. I'll let her do that. Yeah, 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 hundred percent, mate. Let her do that on uh, Monday. Yeah. Really looking forward to it though. And uh, we got uh, some cracking guests in the next couple of weeks. Really looking forward to getting stuck in and asking some questions, talking to the people. Uh, I got some more shows coming out on the weekend as well. So uh, keep it like a new episode of Keeping It Real coming out tomorrow with Andrew Thompson talking the latest from the wrestling world. Danny Batten fight show next week, and uh, you never know, I might drop her. Uh, a conspiracy theory show on Sunday if I'm feeling generous. But uh, if you missed it, I did drop an exclusive interview with uh, British actor Chris Johnson last night. And uh, the feedback to that has been phenomenal. Uh, it's done some numbers. And uh, But uh, I encourage you to turn out. Chris is a, a top top fella. His, uh, his stepdad played for Middlesbrough. His uncle played for, uh, I think, Middlesbrough, Darlington, Newcastle. So he's got a bit of a football uh, background as well. We, um, I think, at some point he'll probably join me and Andy when for what for a little show when, uh, yeah, maybe when the season's over because he has got he's got a real interest in football and by the way, phenomenal actor. He's uh, mm. really going to be a, a big name in the acting scene uh, in the next few years. But he's already done some some great work and uh, a lovely fella to boot. But uh, guys, it's been a pleasure. We'll be back Monday. Check out. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash acepodcastnation. Check out Bespoke Financial and, uh, of course, Black Diamond Sports. Thank you to both of those for their support around the show. And uh, we'll see you Monday for another episode. Cheers, guys. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want. kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. 
exploreminnesota.com slash live.